Welcome back to New Rockstars. The Loki finale brought us all the way back to the end of time and then broke our hearts into a thousand multiverse pieces. But at least we know that our timeline is getting a season two and hopefully lots more alligator Loki. This is of course Rogue Theory, the show where we pitch the weirdest theories for the nerdy titles that we love. My name is MT and going rogue with me today, we have the host of the Film Philosophers podcast, Eddie Villanueva. What's going on, Eddie? What is up, guys? MT, it is so good seeing you. It's good seeing you, Angelica and Brandon. This is going to be an awesome show i'm stoked to talk about the oh. season finale dude right that, that's the feeling it's it's kang it's jesus christ and that's actually that's more of the minute miss minutes uh reaction it's very true i think it's more of like a good golly like something like that oh, oh my god something oh. southern <laughs> and of course everyone's favorite twitch streamer and cosplaying variant Angelica Trey, what's going on, Angelica? Hi, it's good to be back. And of course, new rock stars analyst of the month and off-screen producer, Mr. Brandon. What's going on, Woo! Brandon? Hello, MT. Hello, everybody. So great to be back on Rogue Theory. I stayed up late to watch the finale, and I haven't been able to sleep because my mind is broken. There you go. My heart is broken. <laughs> Your heart is broken. My heart is filled because it's filled with the love <laughs> of Kang. Kang is here, well, finally. True. So now getting into our first question of the day, now that Kang the Conqueror, or to be specific, the infinite Kang variants are the coming threat that Sylvie has now unleashed in the Loki finale, could we see another Kang appear or get referenced in an MCU title before Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania in February 2023 and Loki season two? And what is Kang's endgame? Is, is it like an Avengers 5, a Secret Wars, a Fantastic Four? Let's hear those theories, guys. Yeah, I, I really think we're going to get a first mention. We're not going to get a first uh, big screen appearance, but we'll get a first mention in the larger MCU universe in Far mm. From Home, no doubt. Because of the fact that mm. we, we're going to have some sense of multiverse madness within Far mm. From Home that is all going to be as a result of what we saw in this season finale. The only reason why, and I purposely believe, we're now going to get harder into that multiverse is because not only did we establish Nexus events with WandaVision, but now we're establishing the creation of multiverses and the validity of them being there, not the whole like bait and switch uh, with the last Spider-Man movie. But I really feel like there's going to be a strong presence, mostly because as well, uh, Doctor Strange is going to have a, uh, an appearance, a hand in Far From Home. And if he's aware, I mean, he's the Sorcerer Supreme. I'm pretty sure he's aware of the fracture of, you know, the multiverse. I definitely think Kang's going to be a big player in Multiverse of Madness, right? But mm. I don't know if he's going to be prevalent in, in Spider-Man no way home mm. um mm -hmm. i know they're setting up a lot of multiverse situations but i think that kang's gonna be an easter egg i think he's mm -hmm. going to be mm. around but he's not going to be a big player until multiverse of madness yeah like maybe in okay. the back maybe there's gonna be like a kang poster somewhere he could be walking <laughs> through in a different variation <laughs> right or just like how all Agatha right. brought up, you know, the Sorcerer Supreme in WandaVision. He, we all assumed mm. that Doctor Strange was going to make an appearance in WandaVision. Unfortunately, he didn't. Yeah. But the mention yeah. was there from Agatha. And so that kind of brought everything full circle back to the MCU proper and mm. made that inclusion. So I, I, I agree. That's kind of was the premise of what I was saying is I do believe he's going to be mentioned. I, I honestly don't think, I think it would be too much already on top of everything that's going on with far or with no way home. I got it. I think it's, it's going to be more of an effort of recognizing where the issue is from and dealing with what's happening there. 
Like I know you're going to probably okay. get a, a word drop from Dr. Strange or from whoever who is knowledgeable within the cosmic universe and the multiverse structure. They're going to mention him, obviously. Yeah. So he's going to be the new Easter yeah. egg. He's the Easter Kang. Yeah. The Easter, Easter King. King. There Easter you go. King Kang. <laughs> so Eddie says, no way home. Angelica says, um, uh, multiverse of madness. What you got, Brandon? Yeah. I mean, I think those are both great assumptions, right? He's got to show up here and there. Mm-hmm. I think what a fun thing that Kang presents that Thanos didn't is, was there was one Thanos, mm. but now with Kang, there's tons of Kangs. Mm. And I think what might be interesting is maybe in one of these properties, we get a Kang that is perceived by our heroes to be a good guy, but mm. we, the audience mm. know he's evil. Like in theory, we saw the nicest Kang <laughs> in Loki, right? He's the one who, yes, he was pruning off timelines and stuff, but he was letting people live their lives. Now we're going to get like conquering Kangs mm-hmm. fighting each other all the time. But there might be a Kang that shows up in something weird, like like Miss Marvel or like Hawkeye, mm-hmm. who is like ostensibly helping our heroes. And they think like, oh, this this guy can be trusted, mm-hmm. only to be later revealed that he's the main bad guy. So I think that will be really fun is seeing the different versions of Kang that we could see. And yeah, I, I totally expect to see him in something like Far From Home or Multiverse of Madness. But I think it'll be really interesting if he shows up in these properties that we're not expecting him to. Like, what if we see him in Venom 2 or like Morbius or something weird like that, mm. where there's like a mention there when they really start breaking down the walls of the multiverse? Uh, I that, that would really blow my mind. Or yeah. even there's going to be another uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, the animated. It's going to be a sequel to that. He could show up in there, too. Ooh. Like, this could be I like really that. fun. And have all these bad Kangs fighting each other. And maybe they don't even care about our heroes. Yeah. Maybe they're just like, yeah, we got to deal with all the other Kangs. I'm not worried yes. about the new Avengers. Yeah. Like, that's not going to be a problem. Like Angelica said, make Kang the cameo Kang. The new mm-hmm. cameo King <laughs> Kang. Let's yeah. get it. Like everywhere. Kangs from every, in every universe. I like that. I think for that, though, for that answer, I think I'm going to give you 5000 5000 rogue dollars for that one. Because I, I dig it. I dig it. Beautiful. Um, because, like, I like the idea of Kang showing up as a hero um, and to flip the script. Because, like, yeah. we do know in Young Avengers, he shows up as Iron Lad. Mm-hmm. And um, mm. they seem to be setting up an, a Young Avengers type of situation um, within the, the Disney Plus shows anyway. So uh, I think we could actually see a, a younger Kang hero. Yeah. And I think that that's um, really plausible. It'd be really interesting to see. Because we don't actually see the name on that structure at the end of uh, Far From Home. It would be interesting mm. to see if that structure was originally or, already <laughs> established as like Kang Enterprises or something. We just didn't mm. see that side of the building, which if that was the case, that would establish in that particular timeline that uh, Kang was already present as uh, his human counterpart, you know, the mm. businessman, the industry man. So that would be interesting to see almost like breadcrumbs that have been laid throughout going back through all the films to see if there were little tidbits here and there that actually lent Mm. itself to the rival, you know, inventor, businessman, industry mogul uh, against Tony Stark. Um, that, that'd be something to really kind of take some time to go back through the previous films. I, I no, for real. I think that's a really great little thing to do. Like, I think that. I think that they'll probably will like maybe even retroactively Mm -hmm. make little things like in the background like oh this was Kang or that was Kang or like you know it's like more Thanos copters (laughs) yeah honestly yes if if a Thanos (laughs) copter was the thing that was in the elevator I would have been equally happy because uh, if a Thanos copter was behind all of this it would make sense because it's the most powerful uh, object in the Marvel universe by the way can, can we just say 
how badass Jonathan Majors was in the first oh, appearance of Kang or Immortus, however, whoever he was personifying there in that scene. Jonathan Majors mm. is going to be incredible in Quantumania. Oh, yes. And this first appearance was so mind-blowing. I'm excited to see yeah. how else they're going to unveil more of the more uh, angry <laughs> Kangs. So, yeah. <laughs> no, I like how you bring that up. So, like, in terms of this question, let's flip it a little bit. How would you want Kang to appear in your specific pitches? So like Eddie. Mm. So like how like like exactly how would you how would you want him to factor into No Way Home? If like if he was a bigger presence anyway. Every entrance has an apple. There you go. Sorry. There you go. Every entrance has <laughs> apple. Every time. Maybe right? the yes. apple. So so if you noticed in in Loki, right? He had a green apple. Mm-hmm. The Conqueror mm. version is going to have a red apple. So that's how you can mm. tell the valence oh. of the king. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's gonna get confused because there's gonna be like the the yellow apple at one point. Yeah. It's gonna be like a warning sign. But They're we're gonna, gonna run out of apple colors. The, the, the very peace loving <laughs> Kang is gonna have a pink lady apple. Pink lady, you know, things yeah. like that. <laughs> Who's got a honey crisp? I trust a there honey you crisp. Go. Oh. I'll tell you what. Oh no, only Macintosh Kang for me. If uh, I Macintosh if I were to pitch it to, to to Marvel, I would say that the best way to go about retconning uh, Kang back into the MCU is to um, ultimately be the man who has a hand behind what happened to Peter Parker's parents. Uh, because we have yet to mm-hmm. see that information mm-hmm. come to light. All we know is that of Aunt May. Um, if there was some part, like maybe part of the industry that his parents worked for or his dad worked for, kind of like how they were doing with Andrew Garfield in uh, the right. Sony Spider-Man universe, something along those lines where that was something he was a part of and maybe Peter Parker's dad got too close to what the bigger picture was. And, uh, mm. but I, I feel like that'd probably be the best place to shoehorn, shoehorn him in to the overall MCU. Because like I said, that's a backstory we haven't unveiled yet. And it would be a good way to kind of begin moving it towards that, uh, uh, spider verse kind of the no way home film. That is a super creative idea. I love, I dig it so much. How, how, how would you implement Kang in um, Multiverse of Madness, Angelica? The fun thing with Kang, or at least, you know, we're only going off of one precedent here from Loki, is like Kang yeah. pops in towards the end, like Kang is end game. So I feel like with Multiverse of Madness, mm. maybe Kang will pop in, not like be established as a character or as a villain right at the start. You know, I think we're going to get some Wanda involvement in there um, after WandaVision. You know, she's set up as a little bit of like this wild card coming into her powers here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we're going to have Kang pop in and then everyone's going to essentially be like, oh, crap, we need to <laughs> we need to fight yeah. this guy. Um, and it's going to be epic, okay. and he's going to have that apple, and it's going to be such a villainous entrance. It's going to be so good. I'm so excited to see his like final form, his final outfit. I I just know Jonathan Majors is going to do such a good job. Mm-hmm. I hope Multiverse of Madness starts with like Doctor Strange in the kitchen, like making making a sandwich or something. The moment uh, you know, uh, Good Kang dies and everything starts splitting, and he's just like, he has one of those like. He has one of those Obi-Wan moments when Alderaan got blown up where he's like, oh, oh boy, things are bad. I got to go. I should have showed up in New Jersey. What am I doing? I got to get my shit together. Yeah, I think that's going to be a big thing, too, because, you know, with Loki, we don't know where a lot of these, um, the timing of them. So, yeah, we could be there right at that 
that point where Sylvie does the deed and now, you know, the timeline's been changed and altered irreparably. So yeah, that could be cool. Yeah, Eddie, what you were saying about, you know, Spider-Man Far From Home and the ending of that, and we don't see the tower. I didn't even think about the idea because that takes place so far after Mm -hmm. Endgame. And ostensibly these events of Loki happened before that or as that was going on that it could have happened mm-hmm. during that movie yeah. and no one's aware, right? Maybe the only characters in the multiverses that know of these changes are obviously the Loki we know from the show because mm-hmm. he shows up and he's surprised by the statue. Ravona Renslayer, who went off in her little time door and who knows where she is or what she downloaded. Uh, and then obviously the Kangs know what are going on, the, li- the living Kangs. Uh, so yeah, it's crazy to think that like these things could have changed. And I love the idea that they, you know, Marvel's been ahead of it and has been planting things. You know, when they did the secret invasion storyline, they set up stuff years in advance in the comic books and it really paid off well. So I'm excited. I think Marvel's feeling that power. They, they could do no wrong. The MCU there. And I, I really hope they start like subverting our expectations, you know, with these stories, we kind of know, like I would be interested to see if, Kang is a Richards or not, yeah. you know, maybe they yeah. won't go down that, that line. I'm actually hoping okay. they do like a hundred percent. Can you imagine if, if they establish this King as Nathaniel Richards, what the implications are with the first family, Marvel may actually take Marvel and Disney might actually take that big step in when they form the first family, it may be a mixed race family. And that's something that we oh, haven't please. seen. Yes. That would be great. Yeah. That would be a huge implication in the overall arc of what MCU, what the MCU, what Marvel, what Disney is trying to do. And, I, and I'm all for it. Like if he is the son of Reed Richards, I want to see how, I mean, it's, it's laying the groundwork for things that we have yet to see within the MCU that previous iterations have pretty much all but failed, like just all failed uh, completely. Mm-hmm. Um, so this, this implication could really have huge ramifications in the overall Marvel Cinematic Universe. And he yeah. said that with his chest. Like, failed completely. No, <laughs> That's failed. what the F means <laughs> in Fantastic Four. Failed. Fan uh, forced it. Failure. <laughs> Fan forced 2015. We don't speak of that. No, we um, don't. But no. Yes. No, these were all amazing answers. Honestly, I'm going to get it everybody. 5,000 points. Everyone gets 5,000 rogue dollars from me. Woo-hoo. I've inflated the system. The rogue <laughs> the rogue dollars market is out of control. Yeah, yeah. It must be stopped. We've got some more theories about a character that wasn't in this episode of Loki, but was in the news anyway. But first, a few words from the folks that help us make rogue theory possible. Big news. We've just released a Loki Gator sticker and a Mobius on a jet ski t-shirt that lets us all live out the dream that Paul Mobius wasn't able to in this season of Loki. I mean, what the what the hell? And this is the last week to grab yourself some of the Loki-inspired merch over at NewRockstarsMerch.com, including our limited edition latest obsession series, Loki Out of Time, which I'm wearing right now. It's the coolest shirt I've ever worn. Um... It makes me feel like a badass, even though I'm not. I'm the biggest nerd of all time. But some sizes and styles have already sold out, and most of the rest of them will be getting pruned from our timeline this week. So hurry up and show your support for New Rockstars and get yourself some cool limited edition gear at New Rockstars Merch. When it comes to saving time and working more efficiently, it's the little things that start adding up and hogging time in your day. I I send a lot of emails and messages, and the grammar in those can be a mess, so it's super nice to have Grammarly there to point out my mistakes instantly, saving me the time and embarrassment from looking like I type with my feet. I would never do that. That's disgusting. That's gross. 
Grammarly Premium helps you get your message across quickly without repeated or unnecessary words, adding clarity to your written communications. And with a free version of Grammarly, you're safe from embarrassing basic spelling, grammar, and punctuation mistakes. Grammarly Premium's advanced time-saving features help you write more clearly and efficiently, and it has seamless integration with Microsoft Office, your internet browser, your phone, and more. So close all those thesaurus tabs and save the research time with vocabulary suggestions for more compelling word choices. And get straight to the point with clarity suggestions that eliminate unnecessary or redundant words and phrases. And so hit send with confidence and get your point across more effectively with Grammarly Premium. And get 20% off Grammarly Premium by signing up at Grammarly.com slash Rogue. That is 20% off at G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash Rogue. It's summer and you might actually be leaving the house. Whether or not you're heading out to hang out with friends or venturing to a movie theater for the first time in a year, you want to look good. And that's where Faraday comes in. They make the perfect clothes for summer. Faraday is a family-run brand making high-quality, timeless clothing with modern design and functionality. You know when you're searching for that ideal summer outfit that fits so perfectly that it feels almost too good to be vintage, but it still looks like it might be? Well, that's Faraday. That's what they do. I saw Eric in a great t-shirt the other day, and it turns out it was a Faraday t-shirt. I was like, bro, why are you looking so damn good? He was like, bro, this is Faraday, baby. I was like, oh shit. He looked so cool and it made me shirt jealous. Like, I have this shirt on and it made me shirt jealous still. And they're so confident in the quality of their stuff, they have a lifetime guarantee of quality, which means that they will replace or fix your clothes forever, no matter what. Like if it gets shot up with bullet holes, if you're Luke Cage, they will fix your shirts forever, no matter what. They're just that confident. And to top it all off, Faraday is giving the Rogue Theory audience 20% off. That is 20% off. So stock up on all your clothes for summer now, head to FaradayBrand.com and use code Rogue at checkout to snag 20% off all of your summer gear. That is Rogue at Faraday, F-A-H-E-R-T-Y brand.com for 20% off. Mail and ship anytime, anywhere, right from your computer with stamps.com. Send letters, ship packages, and pay less, a lot less, with discounted rates from USPS and UPS. When we ship things here at New Rockstars, we use stamps.com. The convenience is the biggest factor for us. They make it easy for small businesses to mail and ship without needing to take a trip to the post office. You can print official US postage and shipping labels 24-7 without having to leave your desk or buy fancy equipment. And all you need is your computer and a standard printer. And once your mail is ready, just schedule a pick up and drop it off. It's that simple. Stamps.com is a no-brainer, saving nearly 1 million small business owners time and money. So stop wasting time going to the post office and go to Stamps.com instead. And there's no risk. And with our promo code ROGUE, you get a special offer that includes a four-week trial and plus free postage and a digital scale and no long-term commitments or contracts. So just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ROGUE. That is Stamps.com, microphone, promo code Rogue. Stamps.com. Never go to the post office again. All right, homies. Let's dive into this. Do you this. think uh, Dreykop used Stamps.com to send women around the world? Um, I, I think so. I think that they, they have that on the on another tab. It's not a website. good ad for them. <laughs> you know, efficient. <laughs> they don't like to talk about it. They, they don't like to talk about it, but he's a big business for them. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Topic two. Now that Loki knows Kang is behind the TVA and that an even more evil Kang has overtaken the TVA, he now finds himself stuck in... Where does Loki go from here? I mean, can the TVA even be destroyed? Can it be retaken control over? Are Loki and Sylvie doomed to ever love each other? Will Mobius ever get his jet ski? What's going to happen in season two, guys? Okay. Renslayer gets a sword. (laughs) Renslayer gets a sword. Well, here's the (laughs) thing. That's the whole plot of season two. Renslayer gets a... (laughs) It's just her shopping for a sword. (laughs) My hope is that we we get a chance to delve more into who uh, Ravana Renslayer is 
overall in mm. the comics. I mean, if we get an opportunity to see her mm. kind of follow in those footsteps to becoming Terminix, uh, Terminatrix, mm. sorry, uh, we'll get a chance to see a whole nother side of uh, Gugum Bothra as a performer, uh, kind mm. of embody that, you know, assassin slash warrior that uh, would really be great to see coming back to take revenge on uh, Kang. Mm. Um, in, in the comics, obviously there's like a love hate relationship that goes on between the two of them. Um, but right. at some point in time, Ravona ends up becoming Terminatrix and even at one point embodies Nebula as a, as a persona. Um, but mm. it'd be great to see her kind of step out in season two and be almost like this Xena warrior type esque, uh, badass assassin who travels with space pirates kind of thing. That'd be really cool to see and explored as we move forward on the the uh, TV show level, on the Loki TV show mm. level. Um, obviously, Kang is still going to be a very big part of the MCU. And, and I don't really think when you have somebody who embodies the beginning and end of time and it essentially reincarnates, you don't really get rid of people like that. So yes, I, I'm, I'm hoping that's where they kind of traverse into for the next season. Yeah, it would be interesting to see Ravona, you know, get to Kang eventually and then decide, like, oh, I'm going to team up with this guy. Yeah. I, I like what he's saying. It's always mm. fun when the character makes the conscious choice to be evil, when you're like, no, you should be good. And they're like, nah, screw that. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll be fun. It reminds me of uh, the the Daredevil series on Netflix when the Kingpin's lady, I forget her name, how rude of me. <laughs> Terrible, I failed the Bechtel test. Uh, uh, when she decides, like, I'm going with Kingpin, let's be bad. Let's, mm-hmm. let's run this town. You know, I, that's a lot of fun. Vanessa. Is yes. Vanessa. I think it's Vanessa. Vanessa. Editor, I go just, back and make just, me look <laughs> like a decent human being, please. I just imagine him saying it in his voice. I'm like, what is his name? And just, I just imagine, oh, yeah. Vanessa. Just Vanessa. He says good. it so weird. It's like so creepy. It's like, Vanessa. I don't even know how look to say it. Look at this painting, Vanessa. Vincent it's such a My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he did such a good job of that show. Oh, my yeah. God. So when I have a question, and maybe I'm just crazy, but like when, when Hunter B-15 took them to go see Ravona, uh, the very... A variant of Ravona. Is this the is this? Do we think this Ravona is still a normal person on Earth on our prime mm. Earth in the MCU? Like because the variant is from some other timeline, so the prime one still is at FDR school ostensibly. Mm-hmm. I think that it, yeah, I think it's that's just the MCU or like the the in universe variant of Renslayer. That, that's mm. what what I assumed. Yeah, um, and then that the Renslayer that we know is just from either another universe completely or just. Uh, yeah, just like a completely different native universe. What do you What do you guys think? I mean, I think for like season two, uh, it's interesting that so Loki goes back and he finds that like the TVA is still there, and all that's really changes like who's the boss now. So it's I I, I guess that establishes that the Kangs they like the TVA. Mm-hmm. It's not like the other Kangs not that the the Kang we saw the He Who Remains was using the TVA to keep the other Kangs out, but it's also, I think all the other Kangs see the value of the TVA. Like mm-hmm. they don't want it to go away mm. there. Whoever is going to get to the top spot needs to have the TVA at his disposal. Yeah. So maybe yeah, you know, Loki might take the opportunity in season two to destroy the TVA. Cause maybe that's the only way to get rid of Kang is to get rid of the TVA. It's too much power. Okay. So but how is he going to do that? Easier said than I done. Mean, we got <laughs> six more episodes to, to find out. To yeah. Right. They got to um, use the power of love. They got to kiss. That's why they, they're separated now. They just got to meet up and kiss and destroy the TVA. Duh. Now, he, <laughs> maybe. What if he kisses Mobius on the mouth and that yes. wakes him up? A Mobius and then kiss. And together. 
would do or, it. Because he inspired he inspired Mobius before to burn it to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know, he gave him the spark. He can do it again. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Burning with the flames of their love. You know, and, <laughs> and um, you brought up an interesting point with Ravona and talking about her different variants because what if – what if the current Ravona? I don't think this is going to be it because her trajectory just seems too strong. But what if she does go into a villainous direction, and then the Ravona we saw at the school—I um, don't know—the mm. other Ravona, like they hook up, you know, they talk to each other, and maybe one of them dies, and that's part of, you know, like maybe the school Ravona becomes, yeah, like a. a Good version or something like that. There's a lot. They pull a Gamora. They switch yeah. them out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. a lot there that they can work with. Um, I definitely think mm-hmm. Renslayer is going to be or Ravona is going to be a big deal in season two. I think that um, one of my big questions is what's going to happen with Sylvie. We're going to probably get that answered hopefully within like the first few episodes, just assuming that they continue with the, the six episode streak here in season two. Yeah. Mm. Um, is Sylvie okay? Because we saw how quickly that turnaround was with the TVA mm. and mm. with Kang, a bad, maybe evil Kang, conqueror Kang taking over. And mm-hmm. does that mean that, you know, he popped up where Sylvie currently is? Like how quick was that turnaround? Is Sylvie all right? Um, I think that yeah. season two is going to be Loki, our main Loki here from season one, trying to convince Mobius again. We're going to have this like twisted Groundhog Day effect from season one into season two. And they're going to be hunting down Sylvie. They're going to be um, probably trying to defeat this way worse version of King, the Conqueror version. And it's hopefully going to have a water temple episode where Mobius <laughs> is on his jet ski and there's alligator Loki and um, mm. they have to fight. I don't know, like a water version of Kang. That's what I'm hoping for. Mm. That, I need a, I need a whole I, swamp water version Kang. of Asgard. That's all you know, of it coming got, together for me. Oh my God. I need water Kang. Just like different, <laughs> like Pokemon versions of Kang. Like there's a fire yeah. Kang, a rock Kang, yeah. psychic Kang. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, it's a whole, it's a whole swamp Kang? Asgard, Loki Gator. Donkey Kang, <laughs> Donkey yes. Kang. Donkey Kang. Kang number one. That's the first priority. Yeah. Give us Donkey Kang and then we'll get Water Kang and the rest. Of the uh, here, here's a question I have for you guys. <laughs> Seeing as like uh, yeah. understanding the different variants of uh, Renslayer, is there a possibility that the current Nebula is actually a variant of Renslayer? Hmm. That would be really interesting. Because there is there's a, there's a part of the uh, Avengers storyline where she is actually, she is Nebula throughout some of those mm. stories. Mm. Now that'd be interesting if at some point in time, Renslayer gets to this point where she has to get rid of her other variants and maybe she has to go after Nebula for some reason to go and destroy her because of some information or because of some reason why her existence cannot kill, you know, continue. That'd be wild if they made the Nebula that would be crazy. Yeah. That would be <laughs> super nuts if like she ends up being like a, a Nebula variant. Yeah, um, honestly, at this point, that's definitely within the realm of possibilities. It just, I guess, depends on, you know, how well that fits into the the MCU, you know, next phase storyline here. But mm-hmm. that's a really mm. interesting point you bring up. I found it most most interesting that when Loki comes back to the TVA and they're like, oh, you're an analyst, right? 
they don't even recognize him as a Loki. Yeah. So is this a TVA now that doesn't know any Lokis? Mm. Has this Kang somehow wiped out all the Lokis and this is the only Loki that remains? And Sylvie, ostensibly in the Citadel, like they're the only Lokis left now. Are all the Lokis gone? Where's Alligator Loki? That's all I want. <laughs> Make sure he's safe. Right. He doesn't look like yeah. our Loki, so that's fine. Maybe he doesn't recognize him. But the fact that he didn't even recognize him as a Loki, right. and so many Loki variants look like Loki, is very strange. Yeah. Yes, I think that was very interesting. I'm just like, what's going on here? Like, why don't you know Loki who was a very big deal <laughs> to the TVA like two seconds yeah. ago? It, it's, you only it's, know he worked for the TVA because he had that awesome shirt. Yeah. That weird shirt where the collar goes down and there's no... It goes all the way down. I'm fascinated by the shirt that TVA wears. It's, that ending. So how do they get the tie in there? I don't understand. Right. That, yeah. that ending was so reminiscent of Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes. Uh, in, in yes, just, with that. In just the way that the the like, oh, the confusion and the recognition of there's a new history that's been formed that he's not mm-hmm. aware of. Uh, I, I really like that kind of call to, you know, what Tim Burton did there. But the the ultimate kind of question now is, are variants still being pruned because now mm. that there's a different, you know, Morbius or now that there's a different, uh, Immortus slash Kang who's ru- uh, running things, there's, there was no, like for the first thing you would have been considering if you were more, uh, Mobius is, is he a variant who got loose or something like that seems to be the, that was the priority mindset for a lot of them. Um, and now it, it was more of a mindset of, Oh, he's just another person here. Um, which means maybe they did away with pruning. Maybe there's a whole nother punishment that's even worse than pruning that they're doing. Or, or maybe there's just, there's a lot of questions that that final scene really does drudge up for Marvel fans yeah. because now we're looking at a whole new structure of an organization that we spent six episodes trying to recognize and understand <laughs> and even see right. who was the man behind the curtain. Well, yeah, wouldn't that defeat the purpose of the TVA or at least the purpose that we know for the TVA in season one, because it exists outside of time and it mm-hmm. was to protect the sacred timeline. So this primary timeline, keeping the current King in power and in control and from having it branch off. And Loki was a huge threat to that in so mm-hmm. many of them. So yeah, that's a, that's a good point. But at the same time, then that would have to restructure the entire TVA into a whole new purpose and what would that yeah. be? Which he's had a Just lifetime control? to do now. Yeah, policing yeah. in some different sense. Maybe even the focus of the TVA now is not to maintain a sacred timeline, but it's to allow and to continue the branching timeline, to continue to create as much chaos to so where everything else continues out there and Immortus can continue his war on the vast multiverse galaxy. Well, then that would be just letting the Lokis run free then. Mm-hmm. Because they they branch mm. things off so much, mm-hmm. causing so many Nexus events. Maybe that's why he wiped out all the Lokis. I mean, this T, this Ken could be using the TVA. Maybe he's going to set up the Void now as like his Chronopolis or whatever. Yeah. He's going to go start collecting mm-hmm. what he wants. And instead of it being like, you know, uh, the jail for all the variants, it's going to become like his kingdom now. Yeah. This is where he's going he's gonna to get out of the Citadel and rule from the Void uh, and use the TVA to go pick up whatever he wants, go conquer whatever he wants to conquer. All I'm saying is all, all I want to see at the end or at the, in the next season is the return of Richard E. Grant. That's what I want to see. I want to see him come mm. back. I want to see him, you know, continue his role Please. as old Loki. It was just, he was wonderful. And although it was only for a short time, his impact in the series was just so vast. So, 
But oh yeah, for sure. I think he definitely deserved that uh, guest Emmy as well. Mm-hmm. But then that's taking away his glorious purpose, or I guess giving him a new a new chance to find more glorious purpose. But it's kind of sad. Or he could in a come way. back in the new season as King Th- King Loki. Yeah, I definitely don't think that he died in that mm-hmm. episode. Like I'm I'm very really? much on the train of like, yeah, Loki's. This is what he does. The Lokis just fake their own deaths and survive. And so, like, you know, this happened with, uh, you know, Thor the Dark World. Oh, no, it's so sad. Loki died. Oh, no, he's okay. He didn't actually make a sacrifice Mm -hmm. for for Thor and all that stuff. This is what they do. Like, we're always on this, like, constant, like, I don't know, cycle of, like, believing Loki's dead and they're not really dead. So I would suspect a, a, a return of Richard E. Grant in season two, but that's just me. Okay, that's fair. I'm not gonna lie. So I had I had the realm of possibilities all open. I actually thought Loki might have died in this finale episode. He didn't, but I yeah. I was like, again. what if he dies again? Like, so help that me God, this wild. man had his back turned to Kang so long. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, know, right? you about you didn't learn the yeah. first time. You about to get stabbed in the back again? Exactly. For real. That's how you know Kang was done. <laughs> he was too busy reenacting when Harry met Sally and trying to get things going with Sylvie, and he <laughs> forgot all about the bad guy behind him. Uh, there was a. Uh, there's been many a fight scenes where I yell "make out," but last night's uh, or <laughs> this finale episode was a prime example of that. I was like "make out" like the whole time by myself kiss, in my kiss, apartment. Kiss, kiss, kiss. Like, uh, that's how I stop all the fights I'm in. I'm like, "You want to make out?" and they stop <laughs> fighting. So I'm good. <laughs> Exactly. They threw me out of Creed 2 because I kept yelling, make out. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that was to Sylvester Stallone and Dolph Lundgren. That wasn't even to Michael yeah, B. Yeah. Jordan. All of them. Every character, every scene. It's yeah. like, this is what, 20, 30 years in the making. Just do it already. Come on. Jeez. Let's just get Creed to kiss all of his appointments. There you go. Wow. Kiss you. It's okay. Okay. So to recap, Eddie wants uh, to see a Terminatrix in season two, which is great. Um, and Brandon said he wanted Loki to just try to burn the TVA to the ground, if I'm not mistaken. And Angelica down, baby. wants uh, or suspects a Groundhog Day type scenario where like, you know, basically doing sort of the same things again, but like in a new, new different way, which is really interesting. Sort of like how like the good place sort of like switched mm-hmm. up their formula with season two. It's like sort of the same thing, but different. But yeah, I do like the Terminatrix a thing a lot though, because I really want to see a Terminatrix show up in the MCU. I wonder mm-hmm. how they would do that. So for that, I'm gonna give Eddie 6,000 rogue Ooh. bucks with, um, I'm gonna give 5,000 to the other two, making Eddie with a 1,000 point lead so far. But the show, the game show is not over. Is this a game show? I don't know. I think we're just- <laughs> It is <theory>. not. <laughs> You spoke the truth. Do the points really matter? I don't know. According to Kang, everything is a game. It's a quest. Exactly. All money is imaginary. It's just ones and zeros that exist in cyberspace. It's true. Ones and zeros from one place to another. Nothing's real. (laughs) Nothing's real. Society is fake. We could revolt at any time. Anyway, moving on to the real question. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So today's real question is... So, I don't know if you guys saw, but Deadpool and Korg teamed up this week in the most amazing piece of marketing I've ever seen in my days uh, to do a trailer reaction for the upcoming film, Free Guy. So, which comic book character or characters would you like to see doing reaction videos and just general streaming content online? I really think, for me, the most entertaining, because I'm thinking entertaining, uh, the Mm. most entertaining Mm. duo that I would want to see do promos and stuff like that would be 
uh, the Grandmaster and Phil Coulson. Just two of the most oh. opposite folks. The Grandmaster being the Jeff Goldblumiest <laughs> bloomiest person he could be. And Phil Coulson doing his best to try to stay as the straight man, but just breaking every time because it's Jeff Goldblum. I mean, let's be honest with people. The man is a is an international treasure. You cannot yes. not smile when you look at Everyone Jeff Goldblum. Everyone loves the bloom, bro. Everyone exactly. loves the bloom. <laughs> I think the the ideal choice uh, has got to be, you at least got to have Mojo from the Mojoverse. Okay. You know, <laughs> because he's so used to, he, he can't find any good television. He's got opinions Mojo. on everything. Uh-huh. He's got no spine. He just wants to sit there and like react to things. But it's not going to be fun for him because he's just going to be, he's going to hate everything. He's going to think it's all terrible. So he needs like a partner. And I think you got to bring in, you got to bring in like Professor X, right? As his partner <laughs> on the show. Because then you don't need a comment section because Professor okay. X can just hear all the comments like live as they're coming in. And okay. He knows exactly who's saying them and he can call them out. And if he wants to, as we know from Logan, he can, you know, give them a stroke or something. If Truth. their comment is inappropriate. No Jesus more Christ. shadow banning. You just give them a stroke wherever they are. Boom, dead. Wow, that's, that's the show. That's the show with risk that I would watch. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Mojo and Professor Max. I would have never dreamed of that combo, but okay, it's a great combo. Angelica, what do you got? Um, so I would like to see the ladies take over. I want to see mm. a, like a weird dynamic again. So maybe like Hella and I don't know Mantis mm. or. Mm. Hella, oh my god! You know what I mean? I like love that combo. Yeah, like She Hulk. Mm. Um, we could throw in Boner in there somewhere. That's not lady, but <laughs> it would be fun. But I would like to see. Just like I'm not going to touch Boner it. In actual Quicksilver, I'm not going to touch it. Doing a reaction would be hilarious. <laughs> Don't do the she, Boner. She Hulk and Boner would be good because like She Hulk would be super smart uh-huh. and like on task, and like Boner would find all the dumb videos they could watch because he's on the internet all day. <laughs> exactly. Just like watching content. He's just a normal guy. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. And then she could just pick him up and throw him across the room when he says something stupid. Mm-hmm. Very true. And She-Hulk's great because She-Hulk is also really meta, just like Deadpool. <laughs> so, so like, which which uh, which combo are you going for, Angelica? You want to go for the hello? Or? Well, I'll settle in on the ladies taking over. So maybe She-Hulk is the primary host, and then we've got Boner in there. Okay. Hanging out. She-Hulk yeah, I think it's Boner. a fun dynamic. Hmm. I think that's a really fun dynamic. And for that dynamic, I'm going to give you 7,000 because I dig it. It's like, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. (laughs) So I'm going to give 7,000 to Miss Angelica Trey. And they're reviewing Free Guy again for some reason. Hmm. And for Mojo Mojo and Professor Rex, I'm going to give three, 6,000. And also for Grandmaster and Coulson, another 6,000, which I think makes Angelica the winner. It makes us a tie. If this is your game show. Is that. it a tie? <laughs> it's a tie. It's a tie? Oh my God. So I guess, what should we do to be a tiebreaker? Oh my God. Celebrate. Um, our, best, shit. our best Owen Wilson wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> a wow, wow off. We're going to do a wow off. <laughs> Angelica we'll must have read the comics, comments from the last video. <laughs> <laughs> okay. What you got, Angelica? What you got for a wow? Wow. Ooh. Oh, okay. Nice slow. That's like a subtle wow. That's, That's like you're at the grocery store and you see like a great deal on steaks. I know, right? It's like, wow. Yeah, wow. Oh God. I do. Okay. Okay. Pretty good. What you got, Eddie? Wow. Shit. Huh? Oh my God. That's Those pretty good. Okay. That's pretty. That's, oh, they're both really good. Shit. <laughs> um, you know what? 
I'm gonna give I'm gonna give it to Angelica because it was a different kind of wow. It was a nice okay. soft Sorry. wow. It was a nice wow. <laughs> it's it's a little, you all know, he's he's a little soft spoken <laughs> sometimes. Owen and Mobius. So so there I think that makes Angelica our winner Woo! of Rogue Theory. Everyone, give a round of applause. Well done, well Miss Angelica. She earned it. Um, but all these theories were amazing as always, and that is it for our episode of Rogue Theory. Thank you so much to our guests, Angelica Trey. Eddie Villanueva, and off-screen producer Brandon for joining us. You guys are seriously the best and super smart, and I love just goofing off with you. So please support (laughs) all of their content and what they do. Please uh, go listen to the Film Film Philosophers podcast. I don't know why I struggle to say that. (laughs) Please listen to the Film Philosophers podcast. Follow, um, (laughs) please follow Angelica on Twitch as well, and just follow off-screen producer Brandon on Twitter at Grim and Barrick because he's just a yeah, great guy. you can find me. Follow me, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. But yes, they're all great people doing great things, so please support what they do. And of course, support our channel by checking out our new loki theme merch at newrockstarsmerch.com. You can follow me at Mastertainment. Follow Angelica at... A-Tray. At a What's your at, uh, Eddie? Uh, Philosophy 101. Grim and Barrick. All right. Grin and bear. <laughs> Cut them off. Thanks so much for watching, everybody. We will see you guys later. Goodbye. Goodbye. Adios. Wow.